Okay, we're sitting down. Um, episode number three of Soccer Gods Podcast. Soccer Gods Podcast. Uh, G-A-W-D-S. So it's uh, Soccer Gods Podcast. Um, so episode number three, thank you everybody for listening who's been listening so far and providing feedback on social media. Um, real quick, uh, you can find us on Twitter at, uh, so we are at Real Soccer Gods. Instagram is Soccer Gods Podcast. Gmail is SoccerGodsPodcast at gmail.com. All very simple. Um, so please, yeah, hit us up. Um, what we're going to be doing probably is uh, monitoring our social media. We're such a new podcast, so we're still trying to build up and uh, get listeners and all this stuff um, that goes along with that. Um, but we definitely want to give away little prizes here and there. And so stay tuned. Follow us on social media. Listen to our podcasts. And as we kind of grow, we'll start giving stuff away. Um, so um, I'm Peter. Brian's here with me. Say hello. What up? So that's Brian. Um, secondly, just real quick before we get into it, um, definitely want to support your soccer podcast. So this is uh, Soccer Gods Podcast. Um, some other podcasts that you want to kind of uh, keep a lookout for, and they're you know they're a great bunch of podcasts, but just really kind of support your soccer podcast, your independent soccer podcast. Um, not another football podcast. Uh, it basically NAF podcast is what they go by. Uh, not another football podcast. NAF podcast. Sorry, I just had to hit Brian for yawning. Uh, Clean Sheets Podcast is another one. Uh, so Clean Sheets Podcast. And then also Two Red Gringos LFC Podcast. So you guys can, I think you can find most of those guys um, on your major uh, podcast platforms. Uh, and then before we for really, 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 really get into it, dude, this breaks my heart. This is outside of the soccer world. Mother effing Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, yeah, dude. When Literally I... breaking my heart. Dude, when I saw that, I had to let you know it was. I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, and he doesn't, he doesn't act in a lot of movies. It's like every three or four years. But it's like oh he God. is uh, without without question my favorite actor. There will be blood. My favorite movie of all time. It's it's just devastating news. There is one movie he will be making at the end of the that's uh, coming out at the end of the end of the year called Phantom Thread. Uh, it's the same director who directed There Will Be Blood. Um, they're collaborating again. But for all of you uh, movie buffs and, and fans of Daniel Day-Lewis, dude, my heart goes out to you. This sucks so much. Freaking, His yeah. character in uh, Gangs of New York was, I think, my favorite. Bill the Butcher. Yeah. Yeah, so Daniel Day-Lewis, oh my gosh, man. You meant the world to so many people. It sucks that you're leaving. All right, so let's just jump into the soccer news. So today, uh, today is Sunday, um, six twenty-five, June twenty-fifth, two thousand seventeen. Um, some Confederation Cup matches were played this weekend. Um, we can talk about the Portugal. I mean, so Portugal played yesterday, one what four-one, yeah, something it was like an that. Easy win, yeah. Yeah, um, the, the 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 freaking um, the human like bronze statue Ronaldo scored a PK, but then um, Portugal just ran away with it, scored a bunch of good goals. Yeah, there's no contest really. Yeah, nothing too much to report there. They kind of uh, really when it boils down to it, and we'll kind of go over some of the results quickly. But um, well, actually, let's touch on the the other some of the other results. So Germany v Cameroon uh, ended three one today. Mm-hmm. Um, Chile v Australia was one yeah. one. So. Um, you know, not, basically cruising into the semifinals, you're, you're going to have, uh, Portugal v. Chile and then Germany v. v Mexico. I, there's like no surprises there. Yeah. It was the top four teams made it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like there's just, if you're trying to break this down and get all analytical, you're just looking for like air, to, like you're just trying to 
you know. I know you don't you don't need to look too much into it. It was yeah. kind of you knew it would happen. There was a big difference between the top four and the bottom four, like big yeah, difference. Totally, exactly. And so um, we'll we'll, we'll kind of touch on some predictions in a second. Uh, but something that was really interesting today that I guess I was oblivious to. I thought that the VAR, the I think it's the video assisted referee uh-huh. or video assisted replay, whatever. I thought it was for goals only. And no. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. And so today, during the uh, Germany Cameroon game, there was a, a player for Cameroon who fouled a Germany player. Uh-huh. It was originally a yellow card. They reviewed it, and he was issued a red card and yeah. sent off. Yeah, it's fa- it's fascinating. It's actually fantastic. I, I did read that the referee after the fact gave virtually no explanation to the coach of Cameroon. So like they were like, "What's happening?" Nobody yeah. really. But but regardless, it's cool that the correct call was v- yeah. made. That's why uh, hockey is perfect. They'll explain to you what the penalty is, and so you know what's like what's going on. Like they'll tell you why you got the penalty. So in ho- so hockey, it's like kind of confusing because oh, dude, just I mean, obviously they need to have refs speak English or whatever English language or. That's the thing in soccer. There's a huge like yeah. huge language barrier, and in soccer, you know, all, all of you guys out there who have played soccer, you can play with pretty much anybody and you kind of there's some basic words like you know cross center you know like uh whatever yeah some very basic words that you can kind of speak across a few languages if you really try Mm -hmm. um but when you have to get into more um in when you're really trying to communicate something sensitive and basically that you know you really have to go hey this is what happened the player had a knee that was you know foot stud showing attack the player's knee and blah blah you the language barrier then can become a problem and so I, I do think that, like you said, hockey, they've kind of got it worked out. But, you know, hockey, football, they, they, they've had video replay for longer. Yeah. I mean, FIFA is such a cluster anyway. They, dude, they need to, they should, like, um, ask, you know, NHL for help, how they do it. You know, just get, get a guy who works for them and just, you know, show them the ropes or even hire somebody, you know, because it's not that hard, you know, to do that. And then once they get going, you know, the guy can leave and they can, you know. Yeah. And, and I think and the one thing you have to remember, though, is, well, first of all, this video assistant referee or whatever the heck it is. Uh, yeah, they, they will learn for sure. They, they'll probably bring in consultants, I imagine, to help they them should. figure this out. But one thing you have to remember, uh, pardon the phone uh, ringing in the background, but one thing you have to remember is the um, FIFA body in soccer is so wide, uh, is, is, is so global. It's so... Um, widespread that it's very very hard for fifa to um manage this the rules and basically make everything equitable across all leagues because you're dealing with countries like third world countries who Mm -hmm. literally can't afford video assistant referees they can't afford certain things so by the time you know europe gets caught up with it and has perfected it these third world countries may or may not even have it. So by the time you get to the big tournaments, like the world cups and blah, 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 that's where you're going to really start to see the cracks because you're going to see countries who have no experience with the VAR Uh at all. Then you're going to see countries who completely know what they're doing. So it's going to be an interesting dynamic. So, but anyway, I just thought it was really interesting today that a foul was reviewed, turned Mm -hmm. from a yellow to a red, thought it was fascinating. Um, completely amazing. Um, so anyway, that's also, that. Um, MLS is going to start using it after the All-Star game, I think. So we should see it more often. So the All-Star game is usually in like late July, early August. So that, that'll be cool. We went to the All-Star game last year, by the way. And it was, it was, it, uh, maybe <laughs> one day we'll share that story. It wasn't as cool as we thought it was going to be. Uh, Not even close. Yeah. And, and we've been MLS fans uh, for ages. We've gone to games since the 90s and it just, anyway. But uh, all right. So 
Um, one thing I do want to touch on before we leave the before we kind of hit a, hit some predictions is um, uh, we talked last episode about how um, the Germans just produce new talent yeah all the time yep. and I mean like they 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 whatever it is that they're doing they're doing it to to such a degree that it's like there's no gaps in 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 playing your like there is always good a new yeah a new, yeah, a new guy coming a new through. guy coming up yep i mean it's not i mean there is never ever ever a gap and yeah it, and and i am not sitting here saying i mean i'm i don't know man i might be saying it uh i want to say his name right his name is timo verner yeah that's probably correct w-e-r-n-e-r but they say w it's probably the german way is v but you yeah. know the you know english way is w werner right so so timo werner verner um Today was his fourth game playing ever for Germany. He scored two goals. So he's got two goals in four games. Didn't score his first three, but he scored in this this one today, two goals. The goals he scored, though, were so just quality. Yeah. The The first one was a was a diving header that was on like a half bounce. So yeah. basically... He had no time to react. <laughs> no time. I mean, very little time to react, yeah, let alone quick. direct it the way he did. Yeah. So the ball was like a driven low cross. And it basically skipped, like, boom, boom. Yeah, it would have been easier to kick it in, but... Right. It, it probably would have been easier to kick it. But he, he got down and snapped down to it yeah. and laid himself out. And he directed it down you know, down and away from the goalie, which is where headers should go. They should be going down and away, right? Yeah. And he did. It was just fascinating. I mean, just it's a wonderful, wonderful goal. And then the second goal was a ball coming in from the side also. And he, and he basically um, one-timed it across, you know, far post across the goalie's body. But yeah. Two just ultra composed goals. Um, for being how young he is, too, 21 right? years 21? old. 21 years old, this kid. See, the day when U.S. players have that constant, consistently, mm-hmm. dude, that'll be the day when they're good. <laughs> and, and, he, and, and from what I saw with this Timo Werner, he just carries himself the way that the German greats do. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a very, it's not even though, it's not like, Holy crap! I'm doing it. I'm scoring goals. I'm yeah. on the big stage now. And I'm like supposed to score. Yeah. It's just like no. I'm just like I. I, I'm, I was born to do this. And it's like he's been there before, you know. Like he's been there before, yeah. And and it's funny because like, um, you you sense that a little bit with Pulisic, where it's like people, the American fans are mm-hmm. going like, oh, holy crap, he's doing it. But he's like, dude, I, this is what I do, which is cool. But Timo, you know, he's doing that too, and and it's it was just so awesome watching that. So hopefully, this guy is the next Miroslav Klose. I mean, Klose was a badass. Hopefully for club and country. For club and country, man. And and if if this kid Werner keeps doing what he's doing, uh, he'll be playing. You yeah. know, hopefully Bayern Munich it? doesn't snag him. Yeah, God <laughs> sakes, get him out of Germany. Germany's cool. I love that they have some powerhouse teams, Munich and That's, all that. But yeah, Bayern Munich seems to be buying all the good players from all the other German teams. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. Before we get out of the Confederation yeah. Cup, let's quickly go back. So semifinals: Portugal v Chile. Who do you got? Portugal, Chile. Um, I don't know. Chile's not playing too good. Mm-mm. I'm going to say Portugal. Okay. I'm probably going to take Portugal, too, just because they have fully uh, senior players on yeah, their team they have right most now. Yeah, they most of their, yeah. They're not, they want this, yeah. and so I, I think that probably they'll they'll get past Chile. And yeah. then Germany v. Mexico. <laughs> Germany. Mexico, I don't I, I think Mexico's not been playing well. No. I think if Mexico plays well, they beat they beat this German team because they're, they're young, but... Um, just because I'm kissing this kid yeah. Timo's butt right now, I'm going to say Germany. So I'll say Germany, Portugal in the final, and then we'll wait to see who the final is before we make a prediction. Um, okay, something I read today on ESPN FC, and, and this is for you MLS fans, mm-hmm. and this is um, – I, I don't know how many people here are MLS fans or whatever, but but we are. We're fans of all soccer. I mean, literally all soccer. 
Uh, ESPN has an article on ESPN right now. ESPN FC says MLS's best rivalry is the Seattle Sounders <laughs> and the Portland Timbers. And uh, Brian and I take exception to that. Dude, um, like they're like I when we when they played um, what a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was on ESPN or F, no, it was on FS1. They kept talking and talking. They mentioned it five times in like 20 seconds how this is the best rivalry in the MLS. It's not. These two teams have never even – I don't think they've even played a playoff game against each other. They've been – each team's been in the MLS less than 10 years. I know they go back with the NASL. But I'm sorry, dude. The LA Galaxy, San Jose Earthquake rivalry is the best in MLS. And there's nothing they can say to change that right now. No, there's no way. And for those of you who haven't who, who uh, haven't been MLS fans for, you know, 20-something years like we have um, – Dude, if you go back to the early 2000s when the Quakes and the uh, Galaxy... First of all, the Galaxy-Quakes rivalry is still extremely strong. Yeah. Uh, but in the early 2000s when they were literally trading championships, I mean, it was so intense. I mean, the, the, the I think that I, I want to say the MLS literally voted the greatest game ever. And, and I will find this and prove myself right. The greatest game in the history of the MLS was the Quakes versus the Galaxy. The Quakes were down four in, zero in, in aggreg- two games, four zero aggregate. The Quakes were losing four to zero. So they lost the first game two zero, and they were down two zero in the second game. In twenty, the twentieth by the twentieth minute, they're down two zero. In the second game, they're down four zero in aggregate in a two game uh, stretch. They scored five goals and beat the Galaxy. Yeah. But long story short, the Galaxy. Um, Quake's rivalry was insane, and and when Donovan went to the Galaxy, it wasn't like uh, oh no big. I mean, uh, it was like it, it was like back when you know if like Ronaldo went, went to, to Mar- Barca Washington, or Messi yeah. went to Real Madrid, it was taken. I mean, I'm telling you, the the rivalry between the Galaxy and the Quakes is deeply, deeply, deeply uh, rooted, and it's a, it's it's got some real meat and potatoes mm-hmm. behind it, and it was fought at the highest level in the MLS for years, and they traded championships also. So. The, um, like in the early 2000s, the owner of the Galaxy was also the owner of the Earthquakes. Mm-hmm. And when the owner of the Galaxy and the Earthquakes moved the Earthquakes to Houston, that even created more animosity right. towards them. So they've got a lot of history. And you know that, by the way, just for the record, those two stars that the Houston Dynamo currently have on their chest, it's bull crap. You know who owns those, right? The San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah, so those, dude, Earthquakes. You can give those back They anytime, won two you. championships, like, what, right after they moved? Yeah, and all those, okay. like, 98% of the players. Those are Quakes players. Yeah. Okay, so, let's get it straight. All right. So, uh, all right. Anyway, moving on to that, just pissed me off. I had to bring that up. Second thing, Daily Mail posted an article, uh, really interesting. The Russian hooligans are... Pra- my, uh, Brian found this, by the way, and sent it to me. But Russian hooligans are practicing yeah. their fighting. Yeah. Their straight-up hooliganism yeah. fighting yeah. of other... Uh, who like you know they're rival getting, countries? Like, yeah, they're getting ready for the World Cup. If you remember when uh, last year was where was it at? It France? was uh, France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember when they Marseille. kicked the crap out of the English fans in Marseille? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, they're preparing for the World Cup. There, it was funny. I, I saw, I forget where it was, but it was a different interview. Like it was video interview. Like this person went to Russia and interviewed those guys, and they were saying they were preparing, but they were saying that they weren't going to fight. Which yeah, is total BS. Crap. Yeah, they're literally they're practicing fighting deep in the Russian forest. Yeah. this is not a joke. Ahead of the World Cup, so when they go to the World Cup, they want to be the strongest, uh, toughest, <laughs> most <laughs> villainous hooligans out there. And they're gonna basically, if you're a, if dude, if you're a, if you're not, if you're, a, if you, let me say this, 
if Russia gets drawn and you're fortunately they're going to get knocked out and not going to make it past the group stage. But I'll tell you right now, if you're unfortunate enough to get drawn in their group, you might want to stay home for those group games and hope your team gets out to the round of 16 and go to those and beyond because it's going to get real dangerous with those freaking hooligans out there. They do. They love to fight. Yeah. They're they're not going. Yeah. Their purpose. They don't care about the games. Their purpose is to. Just yeah, beat some people up. Yeah, that old saying like, uh, "What is it? Kick ass and chew bubble gum." They're all out of bubble gum. That's that's them. Yeah, but they're gonna. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Let's. Um, and sorry, we're kind of moving fast through topics today because um, got kind of a. Uh, we've got a number of topics, and and if this sh- uh, show goes a little short, it's not a big deal. Um, but number six is um, Chelsea's ex uh, midfielder Oscar attacking midfielder Oscar. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he plays now for um, Shanghai SIPG. Shanghai SIPG. He plays in. He was one of the. He's a sellout. He basically is a talentless sellout Brazilian, uh, which most of them are these days. There's who, quite a few of them there in China now. Yeah, who went to China just for a bunch of money. Um, he's basically a complete uh, slacker with no skills. He scored one goal in 13 games, and he's playing in China, and he makes 350 thousand pounds per week. Um, on top of that. He is now going to make money for doing nothing because he was just suspended at 25 years of age for eight matches for basically starting a fight uh, during a game recently. So he's been given an eight-match ban. His fine was 40,000 yuan, which apparently equates to um, you know 4,600 pounds. So basically nothing. You that's, know that's that's not. So yeah, I mean it's literally a, fr- a tiny fraction of his weekly income. So long story short, you have this loser Oscar who isn't good enough to play in the EPL anymore um, uh, over just trying to capitalize and make some money. Yep. And then he, on top of that, can't even play in a basically a, uh, a league that's – and I'm not – no knock against um, their league over there. But if you if you played and started for Chelsea and you won the league title, whatever, for Chelsea, you should be able to go play in a league like this and do well. Yeah. And for him to go over there and get suspended for eight matches and on top of that score one goal in 13 games and on top of that – Get three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week. That is insane. It's, it's ridiculous. Th- this that just shows what's wrong with this world. And I have no respect for a player like that. I think dude, he, there's quite a few of them, dude. Like uh, Pato, Oscar, Alex, Alex Witzel, Lavezzi, Lavezzi. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I don't like, know. Like, what do you think of this whole thing, though? I mean, do you about think the that players going there, the fight, Oscar dude, specifically? Like, I'm sorry. If I'm in my prime, I'm not going to China to play. Even if 25 years old. I don't care if it's you get 100000 more a week. Dude, you're already making at least 200000 a week. That is a ton of money. And to go over there, that's that's it. Your national team career, bye-bye. You know? Yep. Especially with Brazil because they got talent up the butt. You know? They're not going to be like begging Oscar to come back. You know? It's, they're, they don't no, need no more, dude. Well, and the funny thing is, is, all right, say you make 350 pounds a week for four years, right? Yeah. Well... Uh, his numbers dictate that he's probably going to a not get that the next time he renews with them. B um, they might not even want him this, even the Shanghai team. Then he has to go play some low level team in Europe Mm -hmm. and he's not going to get a lot of money. It's like in the long run, if you look at an aggregated, you know, uh, salary, um, uh, your aggregated income over your entire career, you have this hyperinflated income for this short period, but yeah. if it destroys your career yeah. in the last 10 years of your career, you're making nothing. Yeah. Dude, you actually made less money. Yeah. So, and like if he leaves China, guarantee you his transfer is going to be little and he's not going to make it, be making what he made at Chelsea. Not God, even I, close. Hope not. I hope he goes, I hope he had, I mean, seriously, I, I just, players like this who, I mean, yeah, you're in your prime. It, it's just like players like this drive me absolutely insane. It's like, so, 
200,000, 150,000 a week is not enough money for you. Like I don't, I'm so confused that you have to go to China and just start like, I mean, you're literally ripping fans off at that point because Mm -hmm. you're not good enough to warrant that kind of pay. And you're taking advantage of just idiot owners and I get it, but it's like, don't ever come back and then get mad if maybe you don't make the world cup team or you don't make the, you know, your national team, or if you come back and you can't play on Real Madrid or you, you know, let me tell you, if he comes back and say, say Chelsea picks him up in four years, right? And he's playing for them again. And then he's, you know, oh, I'm mad. And then you hear there's uh, Oscar in row with coaches because he's not starting or getting playing time. Don't, dude, this is 100% on you. You are an idiot in the prime of your career blowing your most. This is like, this would be like Muhammad Ali in his prime, right? And he had the, he, he avoided the draft and was he couldn't box and he was penalized and all that stuff, right? But this would be like, not even, this would be like Muhammad Ali being allowed to box and uh-huh. not have to go in the military, but saying, nah, forget it. I'm going to go like be a substitute teacher because yeah. they're going to pay me twice as much as I'd make for boxing. It's yeah. like, dude, are you joking? You're wasting your talents. You know what I mean? I know. He's he's still young and he's wasting whatever he signed for that many years of his career just for the money. And it's just stupid. I'm sorry, dude. You want to be in the top of your game, you play in Europe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if he's 34, 35, okay, go to China and get that much. But when you're in the prime of your career, no. No, definitely not. dumb, dude. That is the stupidest decision you can make. And his uh, agent is an idiot, whoever yeah. he is. Well, they're just like, well, we get a lot of money, so it doesn't matter. Um, all right, so I want to quickly touch on a couple things here. So this is a very specific segment. Um, not a lot of you guys will know um, the players I'm talking about. Hopefully you do. But basically, we're, we're local um, San Jose guys, kind of. We're, we're in the San Jose area, so we support the San Jose Earthquakes. And I quickly want to rant about a few things. So there is a goalie for the San Jose Earthquakes – Name's David Bingham. You know who you are, David Bingham. <laughs> I just want to say one thing, okay? This guy is more concerned about his hair, and I'm not kidding. He is more concerned about his hair than I would dare say anything that lives on this earth. His haircut is the only thing that matters, and it's affecting him to the point where his goalieing um, skills are basically falling off the freaking cliff into the ocean and drowning a mm-hmm. horrible death because he is starting to make these absolute silly mistakes some lead to goal, some, some not so much. But recently, he was called up to the U.S. men's national team. And it was like, I, I can't believe that you'd pull him up over these over some of these other goalies. But he just looking at him, he carries himself with this just cocky demeanor. Not cocky, but it's just this like very narcissistic air about him. And I can't stand it. This is just a personal gripe I've got with him. But I'm like, dude, quit greasing your He uses a pound of pomade every single match to <laughs> grease that hair up. It's like, dude, don't worry about your haircut. Don't worry about that for a week. See if that, like, and, and focus, focus the the six hours you spend at the barbershop. Spend that on the field practicing and just relearning the fundamentals. And uh, maybe you'll avoid some of those silly mistakes you're making during the matches. I don't know. What do you think? Am I going just way too hard on the dude? I don't I don't hit him that much. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, he did make some mistakes earlier this year where he let, I'm pretty sure he, I don't know if he let the ball go through his legs, but he caught, he was the reason there was two goals scored against him. I mean, he's doing all right now, but, you, you know, you're paying him this much money, he should be doing a lot better. Yeah, at this at this point, you are a professional athlete. I know it's the MLS, and you could be like Josh Saunders making 40 grand a year, but you're a pro athlete. At the end of the day, there is professional in front of your name. And there is athlete in your name. And so when you are a pro athlete, you are supposed to be the shining star, the example. You're supposed to be what all of us little kitties aspire to. And so when you're out there freaking fussing over your hair all day 
And then instead of, you know, manning up and playing and supporting the other 10 guys on the field that literally their livelihoods depend upon you, mm-hmm. uh, it gets a little annoying and it, and it just, or, you know, rubs me the wrong way. So sorry if I'm going a little hard at you, but you just drive me crazy. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan of San Jose. Oh, and then for God's sake, acknowledge your fans. When the games start and you're down warming up with your goalie coach and there's little eight-year-old kids screaming at you freaking turn around and acknowledge him dude i don't know what your problem is it's unbelievable i've gone and stood there 10 feet 10 yards from you multiple games and you these kids are literally staring at you doing everything in their power to get your attention and you don't even turn around it's like you're not cool bro like you're a free you are um, i'm not uh, i'm gonna say some real andrew tarvel thank you for uh andrew tarvel is awesome yeah backup goalie for the san jose earthquakes i will we will post a picture of us with him on instagram Dude is amazing. Came over, gave us some time. And we're not fanboying out or anything like that. I'm sincerely saying that there are rows of little kids, though, who are trying to get David Bingham's attention prior to games, mm-hmm. and he will not look at them. He will literally not actually turn around and look at them. Yeah, he won't make eye contact. He'll like look down, like avoid it, look up. And there's nobody else. It's not like there's a lot going on at Avaya Stadium before games. So, you know, do your freaking fans a favor and turn around and say hi to some of these little kids. It won't kill you. Uh, second thing is, um, still on the earthquakes rant. You guys are gonna have to bear with me for a second. <laughs> What's next? Tommy mother Thompson, dude, zero goals, 61 games. It's okay, dude. Don't, don't, no, no, dude. All right. First of all, let's, let's let Brian try to defend this. All right. First of all, dude, he's, he's good enough to play in the MLS. All right. You're, you were hating on him last night. I know, but you know what? Like, okay. The Dom's gone. I think he'll get more playing time, which and is well, it's the good. Last to, thing we need. But his, but he's not a goal scorer. If you look at him, he's more of like a. He should be a goal scorer. But he doesn't shoot hard enough. Sergio Ramos is not a goal scorer. He scores, but he's he also, has scored uh, dude, at this point. He's he scored hundred percent more goals than. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> no, Tommy Thompson has a goal. I think in the U.S. Open Cup, maybe I'm not sure, but dude, yeah, well, in where it counts in 61 MLS games, how many goals does he have? 62 now, there, counting yesterday. He actually got two. He's doing better this year. He got two assists this year, I think. And, you know, so I think, I don't know. I'm not hating as much as you. I mean, he obviously should have at least a goal or two. But so, so, again, I go back to you are what? What's in front of your, what is your job title? Professional athlete. We did, you we are did. paid a salary to go. You literally are, you are given health insurance, dental, vision, medical. Um, you are given, um, life insurance you are given income to go purchase goods and services around the bay area (laughs) and when you get all that crap and you go out on that big shiny field of green grass and you can't score a goal in 61 games and you're a youthful kid with crazy energy and speed dude i ain't got no time for you you need to get out of this league and go play in the u.s usl or the uh, nasl you need or the usl whatever there's a sacramento republic team Right up the highway no, we don't that you can go, go that you can go suck on. Dude, he's only dude, he's only twenty one. Come on. I don't care. Twenty one years old. Yeah. How old was Wayne Rooney when he scored his first hat trick in the Champions League? Dude, yeah. Wayne Rooney is okay, you can't compare Tommy Thompson to Wayne Rooney. Oh, why not? Because don't they're humans. But they're both of equal where, they're both humans. Where did Wayne Rooney get his start? Oh no, 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 no. No, where? you're thinking of this the wrong way. <laughs> Everton, you're thinking of this the wrong way. Everton they're they're able bodied humans. They are completely able-bodied humans. They <laughs> why isn't there why isn't there an American player that's good as Ronaldo then? Okay, first of all, if you take out say say you don't compare them like apple for apple, you say okay, Wayne Rooney had more skill or more uh, training and better upbringing. He still scored a hat trick in the Champions League. 
So my point is, is he scored? Okay, but the they also play different position. Oh no, no. Okay, dude, no, you can't give me that. Tommy, Tommy Thompson has has He's subbed in. At, he, dude, he has subbed in as a as a forward many times. He has subbed in as a defensive back. There was a few games where the, he was subbed in and then immediately followed a red card and he had to play in the back. I get it, but he's played sixty one games. It scored zero goals. Un- unacceptable. In my, in my opinion, okay, I guess what you're saying, but this year he's playing a lot better than so. I want to. I'd like to. His, give you, the you need team to give is him, playing a lot better. He's no. Not. The team's not playing a lot better. They have more what? points last year at this time. Dude, but the the potential. I know what you're saying, but they are displaying. But it's not coming. And, and the potential and the way they're scoring goals, which leads me to my next rant, which is going to take us okay, out of the San Jose Earthquakes. Go ahead. The way the San Jose Earthquakes are scoring goals is a lot more football, let's say soccer, let's say right. That's because they're getting better players. They like, are, which is. Which means that who's not playing? Well, who is not scoring anymore as much anymore? Chris Wondolowski. Chris Wondolowski, I love you. I think you're an amazing human being. But dude, you never should have been a designated player. You are so far past your prime. It's not funny. You are, and I'm not even like it's crazy. I mean, dude, you're a pro, so you just got to hear it straight. You, a lot of the goals you score, not all, a lot of the goals you score are the result of the hard work from your team, and you basically are there for the tap-in. And that's just the way it is. Can you score some nice goals? Have you even this season? Yeah, you scored two great goals in one game. But for the most part, you just are there to take advantage of hard work that your team puts in, and you score the tap-in. And you're slow. <laughs> and you you eat a massive chunk of the salary cap, or the salary, um, or I mean, not, uh, it's not, it doesn't work that way, but you, you take a designated player uh, spot, which I think is completely whack, so... Well, yeah, they can. Uh, there's ways they could buy the contract down and open one up. Oh yeah, I mean they should have done that. He should be a sub at best. Well, I blame, dude. I blame a lot, not all of it, because you know he's not there no more. But John Doyle, dude, he just yeah. John Doyle met him in person at a tryout that I was at. He is a complete um, um, nincompoop. Yeah, he was popping headed to Denny Muggins or whatever. Yeah, I'm glad they got rid of him. He was he kept the team stagnant, dude. There was no improvement in the last six years. Yeah, he's your old school um, American kind of a coach where it's just like, well, that guy looks like he's a defender, so he'll play defense. And then you have a stopper that stops the ball. There's I forget who this guy is, but I think his name's Edmundo Zura. They signed him. I don't know if he played. He played like one game and he got hurt and they cut him. See that's how bad John Doyle is. Yeah, they they sign people. He doesn't scout. He probably watches it on YouTube, all the videos, and he goes ahead and signs people. Yeah, he's a joke. Brian's yeah. got a little rant of his own going. John Doyle, you suck, bro. Hey, uh, before we cut out on Wando, one thing I'm still pissed. Wando, um, 2014, you botched a goal in the World Cup that Donovan would have scored all day long, and somehow you got that spot over Lyndon Donovan. Um, Klinsman, you're an idiot. So is your son. So I'll move on from that. Oh, his son has a trial in German. Bundesliga. I don't care. His son taught crap about Donovan, which was just oh, yeah, ridiculous. I that, yeah. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? What? I, I get it. You and your dad have a little beef with Donovan. I, I Whatever. Is it because he retired for like half a year or whatever? Yeah, it is. That's what it all stemmed from. All right, moving on to happier things. So some cool articles out there. Leo Messi just turned 30 uh, yesterday, June 24th. Uh, so he's 30 years old. Happy some, birthday, Leo. Happy birthday. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like a bunch of people are basically really cool articles out there basically saying, you know, he's 30 now, how many years could he possibly have left? But he's, he's played more years than he's got left. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's just enjoy it. And I could not, could not agree more. I feel the same way about Ronaldo. Those two players, whether you love them or hate them, you know, it's Ronaldo versus Messi. I've, I've always felt that just enjoy it while we've got it because this is 
for those of you who are alive right now and enjoying this period, uh-huh. it won't happen again for a very long time. Yeah, there's it, nobody out there right now. No, nobody. And like and Messi it won't, No, and it won't be nearly as as organic and sincere and real as this. If it happens again soon, it's going to be marketing trying to pair guys rivalries and say, yeah. you know, oh Neymar and uh, you know, so and so, you know, Hazard are really that's the rival, you know, it's like no 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 no, this was ultra organic. Yep. They very naturally and organically dominated the uh, World Player of the Year awards. Mm-hmm. Um, they really just kind of fought head to head. In I mean, Spain. It was just Spain, dude. It was. What are the odds? I mean, it's so cool that they they um, one was in Real Madrid, one was Barca. I know the two. What one of the biggest rivalries in soccer? In yeah, I mean that's the probably the big one. The right big now, one. Yeah, and, all, yeah, yeah, and, and so it, it's really really cool. And then, um, but yeah, I couldn't agree more with these articles out there saying basically, however much time is left for, for Messi. Uh, enjoy it. Could, couldn't agree more. He's just a, a fa- fascinating player. Uh, everything he does is worth watching. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, however well, much time he's... So go ahead. So sorry. Messi fans, don't hate Ronaldo. Stop hating Ronaldo. Ronaldo fans, stop hating on Messi. You know, it's once in, this is once in a lifetime. Peace right in here. the Middle East. Yeah. But no, no, it's it's for real though. You know, just enjoy it. Just enjoy what we got. Because um, it's basically like saying Pele and Maradona um, played simultaneously and, you know, for... 10 years together which they didn't and i mean that's basically what we're getting to watch we're getting to watch pele and maradona during a highly visible time like we have social media we have x amount of channels we get to see these dudes every every week week if we want you want to pay the money to see them you get to see them on your tv you can see them on your phone you can see them on your tablet Mm -hmm. and you couldn't do that with first of all a maradona and pele didn't play overlapping that i think maybe Pele played in the in the twilight of his career. Like yeah, when he was playing NSL. in the in the, in the American League. Yeah, right for the Metro Star, whatever. But Cosmos, the Cosmos. But um, but yeah, I mean, in reality, this is basically like watching Michael Jordan and LeBron James. It's like watching um, you know, I, I, I throw some other compare things out there, but you know, it's like watching them. But we're getting basically our cake and we get to eat it too. So yeah. shut the heck up if you don't like Messi or you don't like Ronaldo or you think one's better, one whatever. I'm telling you right now. If you can't get over that, you're missing out, and you should just sit back and enjoy and just love the fact that you're watching some of the literally two of the best players that will have ever played the game yep. ever at playing, at the same playing time. at the same time in an era where you get to get all their games on TV on demand if you want. So if you got to freaking complain about that, you guys can just. There's a lot of haters out there, dude, that just like to hate for no reason at all. Haters gonna hate, man. I'm yeah, telling you, I don't get it. Appreciate the game, man. Appreciate, don't hate. Um, all right. Kermit the Frog here. Um, no, let's do this. French soccer or something? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk Gold Cup. Uh, Kermit the Frog is taking over. No, so um, yeah, Gold Cup preview starts July seventh. Looks like <laughs> according to my chicken weeks. scratch notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hosted by the United States of America, America. We're hosting that. Sh- okay. America. Yep. Fourteen host cities. Twelve teams will compete to win the Gold Cup title. So uh, starts seven seven July seventh. Uh-huh. I actually didn't even write down the teams who play that day because f them. Because really, who US cares? Play? Who's US play? It's US Mexico, right? Yeah. Who gives a crap? US plays Panama July eighth. Uh-huh. Okay. And I don't mean that by the way. Like I said, we truly love all soccer, and it is our goal to start um, covering all kinds of all wacky crap. Soccer. So uh, USA v Panama. Who you got? <laughs> Where's it at? Oh damn it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's just say. Oh, I think it's in. Na- it's not Mexico. Na- so Nashville, it won't be Texas I think it's Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Dang. I think because that's where the player, the U.S. national team is right now. Okay. So I'm gonna say the U.S. 
<laughs> I would say the U.S. No matter where they played, if they played on the moon, I'd say. The I don't US. know, dude. It's hard to play in Panama, dude. So, I'm, but I'm saying the U.S. is hosting this entire. Oh tournament. yeah, I know. Yeah. So uh, as long as it's on U.S. soil, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, excuse me. Sorry, I don't think so I was the wrong. Um, USA v Panama, uh, seven June, June July eighth. Uh, Brian's taking USA. I'll take Panama. Kidding. I'm taking the USA also. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a route four zero. I don't know why. I'll say it's three one. Actually, I'm gonna write that down on my notes. Where's the pin? Hit me with well, whatever. When you find a pin, wait. Brian's getting me a pin. I'm gonna write these down. Why not? There you For go. you guys following along, tweet us what you think the score is. Um, if you guys want, I could care less. All right, hold on. So I'm saying three two one. Brian is saying what? No, you're saying four zero. I said three oh, one. Yeah, that's right. Four zero. Come even on, know what I'm come saying. on, get it right. Three one. All right, Mexico, El Salvador is playing the next day. Who do you got? Mexico. I'm Mexico, assuming we're taking Mexico and Mexico, USA all of these. Mexico 3-0. Okay, so Brian, so Mexico, Salvador, Brian's taking 3-0. I'll take, I'm going to, dude, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm just going to piggyback 3-0. USA versus Martinique. I'm going to say 5-0. I'll dude. say 6-0. Brian's taking 6-0. USA versus Martinique on July 12th. Uh, Mexico versus Jamaica. Ooh, you know what? Ooh. I'm going tie on this one. I didn't. I forgot this was in here. I'm going to say tie one one three one Mexico. That you're wrong. But no, I'll just do three one Mex. Okay. USA versus Nicaragua, July fifteenth, four to zero. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say two to two to one. Two to one. Mexico versus Curacao. Curacao. Um, five nil. Curacao. Five nil. Dude, Brian is just like... Dude, Mexico's going to roll through these teams. I'm going to say the old classic 3-0 is pretty solid. Um, so we're saying basically group stages. Then we're basically saying USA is going to win their group. Mexico's going to win their group. And off to the races. Ultimately, it's going to come down to the US v. Mexico. It really will. It, well, maybe... I take that back. Jamaica, El Salvador, Panama. Yeah, good. Um, Panama. We'll, we'll see. Or is Costa Rica in it? Uh no, Costa Rica is not it. Oh yeah, they yeah I think they are, but yeah, I didn't. They I might didn't, be hanging around. They're yeah, yeah. playing one of the other groups. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um. So the the U.S. men's national team roster. Do you have it on your phone? I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I don't have it. I That's your it. phone. Where the heck's my phone? Oh, is it other? Okay. Here's your phone. All right. Let's see what the U.S. men's national team roster is looking like. So the U.S. men's national team roster for the Gold Cup is. Okay, where is it? Just type Gold Cup roster. No, I had it on my phone. What happened to it? Don't know. If you get it, start reading it. All right, I got it. Yeah, read it. All right, so the goalkeepers are Brad Guzon, Bill Hamid, and Sean Johnson. We got a picture with Sean Johnson, by the way. Yes, we did. (laughs) Defenders, Matt Beasler, Omar Gonzalez, and Matt Hedges, Eric Lehigh, Matt Miazga, Justin Morrow, ex quite they traded him because John Doyle's an idiot. Jorge Villafania, Graham Zuzzi. Midfielders, Kellen Acosta, Paul Ariola, Alejandro Bedoya, Joe Corona, Dax McCarty, Christian Roldan, Kellen Rowe, Kenny Saif, I think I'm saying that right, and then Giassi Zardes. And then the forwards are Juan Agudelo, Dom Dwyer, and Jordan Morris. Okay. So, um, wait, Juan Agadalo. Um, so, young, wow, okay, wow, yeah, young roster. Mm-hmm. Um, 
experimental roster for sure. I think they're they're giving some young guys a chance to make a. I mean, lots statement. of young guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, besides you know Corona Bedoya, Agadella. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that have been on there for a while. Zussi, or that have played, you know, not been on, yeah. for, but have played a lot because all those Beasley. But um, interesting. Wow, a lot of Dax McCurry. Wow, man, there's gonna be um, this is gonna be interesting. So actually, you know what? I'm not so confident with my scores now. Um, interesting. I know. I, so Brad Guzan will obviously get this. Well, hopefully, unless Sean Johnson could, if he's just one. I mean, Bill Hamid's not. I think Sean Johnson would get it over any of them if he's going for youth. Um, Omar Gonzalez. They could also make changes after the group stages, so they might add some people. Right. Yeah. Omar Gonzalez will probably anchor that back line, and then. Interesting. Well, I'm, we'll I'm see what happens. Why not get all the startup top? But I'm interested to see a new the new guy Kenny save. He plays in Belgium, the top league. He just got approved for um, U.S. national team because he had to make a switch. Hmm. Interesting. He's a, he's a left winger, so he could play left back or left wing. So I mean, we've had trouble on the left side lately. Okay. So hopefully, you know, we need Eddie Pope back. And I just know, remember, right? we're we're not analytic people. We're just fans. So uh, screw everybody. So uh. All right, so interesting. Well, we'll see what happens in the Gold Cup, and we'll be doing episodes throughout and kind of just keep you guys posted. So, well, it's not like you guys aren't watching the Gold Cup. But, I don't know. Yeah, you'll be li- watching the Gold Cup more, and you'll be listening to this. So, uh, all right, anyway, let's move on. Uh, we're, a couple of things we're going to wrap up. It's going to be a short one today because um, it's, it's Sunday night, and i got to go to work in the morning. Um, let's do this. So we're getting into some tops, uh, some favorite stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do uh, an interesting one this week. Our top three favorite kits ever of all time and you can let's let's start with number three um you, you go can, first okay my number three and i've always always admired this one i thought it was the coolest uh and i, I i've I, I can every time i close my eyes if i want i can picture it uh the france 98 the blue and red oh, uh, yeah. that they won the world cup in i, I think it's a cl- very classic french jersey um i think it's fantastic and i always liked it i always thought it they looked great in it it was a um very regal um, but intimidating jersey, I thought was great, and they they just look badass in them. So, so my third one is where the heck is it? All right, I'll just go with the two thousand and seven to two thousand and nine Manchester United home kit. I don't know, I just love that jersey, like the number in the back and then with the yep. white line. That you, you just know. stole one of mine, but it's no big deal. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's my number three jersey. So, okay, so that's Brian's number three. Number two for me is uh, Atletico Madrid, just the classic. And, and you can kind of take any year. I just really – and kind of like Sunderland, actually. So Sunderland, Atletico, a lot, and even – it's funny, uh, Chivas Guadalajara. Uh, yeah, Chivas Guadalajara. I, for some reason, like the, the striped jerseys where it's like the red and the white, the blue mm-hmm. and the – you know, whatever. I like that for some reason. Uh, Atletico Madrid specifically because I like the the shorts and pants that go with it, but the blue shorts. Yeah, Atletico Madrid. Um, kit I like I like quite a bit. That's not a specific year. No, just in general. As long as it's the striped red and white. All right. Well, my number two is the Valencia jersey, the orange one. I knew you were gonna say that from like two thousand or something. No, right? it was uh, late, like early, like around. It was when David Villa played for him. Yeah, so it was I, like I the, know the one you're talking. Two thousand eight, okay. Yeah. With the Toyota, I think it was Toyota sponsor. Yeah, and I just love that color, just okay. bright orange. Yeah, all right. I knew that, I knew it was going to be that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number one for Peter is the one Brian already said. So yeah, 2007 through 2009, the, the Royal Red Man United uh, jersey with the white stripe down the back. It was this really gorgeous. It had a sheen to it. The jersey had a sheen to it, 
and then there was that white stripe that went right down the back and something about that jersey dude it was just talking about i said regal was the france one but that was really truly a regal it was so nice and such a good selling jersey they kept it for two seasons in a row yeah so they won in 2007 2008 they won the champions league and then the next season they kept the same jersey it was just i mean it was just a ultra popular jersey so they kept that one um, in my opinion, it's the greatest jersey of all time. Uh, I mean, just of all time. Yeah, they so, were. Do they? They won the Champions League in that jersey, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. And then they went back the second year. But yeah, that greatest jersey ever. So anyway. All right, my final one is the '97, '98 Juventus Centenary home jersey with the Sony sponsor. I don't know why. I just love that jersey. I have. The, I, that was one of my first jerseys. That was one of my first jerseys I bought. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. that was, I have that, yeah, I have that one. But yeah, that yeah. was my favorite, one of my favorite jerseys. Yeah, that's that's a classic. Yeah, that is a great one. That was, bef- yeah, that's a good jersey. Yeah. Zidane was on the team. Yep. So, um, okay, we're wrapping it up here. And so let's do this final, final couple things for the day. One, goal recommendation. So we're each going to give you a recommendation of a goal that you should go check out. So my goal recommended, and it doesn't mean it's our favorite goal ever. Um, it's just, it, it could just be a very interesting goal that, um, you know, if you never heard of it, go check it out. It's really cool. So my goal will be Martin Palermo. He played for Boca Juniors. And so there was a goal he scored versus uh, Velez Sarfield. It was a 40-yard header. So if you Google <laughs> Martin Palermo 40-yard header or just Martin Palermo header even, um, it's a fantastic goal. Basically, the goalie goes to clear it out. Uh, he kind of, the goalie kicks it kind of line drive right in the middle of the field where Palermo is waiting and Palermo just heads the ball on a line yeah, on a rope right back into the goal from 40 yards out. I think it's a fantastic goal. He was one of, I always liked him. I was always kind of disappointed. He never got a fair shot with the Argentinian national team. Well, do you remember in 2010 when Diego Maradona was coaching Argentina in Uh the world cup and it was like the hug fest, right? Like it was all this like lovey the atmosphere was great on the team it was just they were loving each other it was real cool well they had palermo on the team and palermo got subbed in and he scored and the team basically just freaked out and they hugged him and everything it was real cool but basically that 2010 was really interesting because they yeah they included him on the team and it was just a really kind of a i remember um, cool experience when he scored i I think it was argentinian league he he scored a goal and he went to by the stands and like the the i don't know there's a concrete wall it collapsed Oh, is that him? And he like he like broke his leg or something. Yeah, it's like that's only in Argentina. Yeah. Okay, hit me with your goal, Brian. So my um my goal that you need to check out is Deli Alley's goal against Crystal Palace, where he um he got the ball at the top of the box from his teammate who I think headed it to him, and he spun around and juggled it and volleyed it in near post. Beautiful goal. You need to check it out, Deli Alley. Okay, and and I don't um uh, what we'll do is we'll probably we'll do our best to um post maybe links to these on Twitter or something like that. So uh, again, um, our contact info, because we're going to wrap it up here, folks, our contact info, uh, Twitter is at real soccer gods. Instagram is soccer gods podcast. Gmail is soccer gods podcast at gmail.com. And then the the gods part is G a W D S. Other than that, is there anything else you want to hit us with before we bail? We're going to no, get out of here. No, I think, dude, that was a good podcast right there. That's a good one. That's real good. That's my good voice. So, all right. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, thanks for tuning in. Keep listening. Spread the word. Support your soccer podcasts. Um, make sure to watch the Gold Cup so you can follow along with our podcast episodes. Anyway, uh, my name is Peter. That is Brian. 
Brian right here. Yep. So thank you again, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.